But yeah, okay, so here we are. Thank you, Callie, for being <laughs> our guest this week on She Wears the Pants. So you guys have probably, <laughs> as if we have like actual like followers that listen to this. Hey, I listen. But for reference, we've mentioned Callie a few times, and this is our, um, well, my little from my sorority and Kat's G-Little. And we all went to UMD, and I'm really glad I met both of them because we're also friends post-grad, even though Callie's still at school. Um, so how's it been at school for you during a pandemic? You know, it's been all over the place. Um, first of all, just to say like what Allie was saying, um, I did meet Allie and Kat through our sorority, which I'm so thankful for because I feel like I never, I well, I don't feel like it, I know I never had an older sister and like I always wanted that. So uh, I feel like I found that in you guys and I love that. But school has been different. So personally, all my classes are virtual and I know that's how it is for a lot of people. Um, it's weird because you walk around campus and it's basically dead. But then, you know, you'll see little pockets of people if you're going to get food or you'll see people just, you know, kind of lingering near Route 1. I don't know what the on-campus housing situation is like. I heard they're at half capacity, but um, that's the situation. I was telling Allie, it can be kind of depressing just because you know how fun school can be. And just to be here and be like, wow, it's not the same and it's not going to be the same for you know, looking into spring. It's just, like, sad. But, you know, I know um, we'll get through this. So, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I can imagine that that's so hard. And even, like, I think everyone's kind of thinking of what it, what life could be like or, like, what life was a year ago. And I know for me, on Halloween, I actually cried a little bit because <laughs> I was, like, Halloween in college is so fun and... You have like three or four nights of partying and just it's so much fun and this year it just didn't feel like Halloween so. No, it doesn't, that's a good way of putting it. Like it just doesn't feel like college in general. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what messes you up is like when you do compare the new normal as people say to like the way it used to be. Um, that will, like instead of just finding a new form of happiness in Corona, um, you just compare it to the fun you've had in the past. Like, I know my Snapchat memories that are showing up. Yeah, Snapchat gotta disable that. Like, I know! Do they know what's going on? So bad. Anyway, should we dive into our topic for today? Yes, yeah, so, yeah, Callie, why don't you introduce what you want to talk about? Okay, so, um... So when Allie asked me to be on the podcast, I was like, obviously I'm an avid listener, so um, I know what you guys talk about. I know it ranges from like mental health to like boys and all that in between. Um, and I felt like something I could really bring to the table was like a raw experience about like body image and like how like both my experiences and then just like today's culture 
So I wanted to talk about that. Um, so I guess I'll just go into a backstory. Um, when I, 20, okay, 2013, I was a freshman in high school and, um, I'm not 100% sure, but I think this is kind of what caused it. I went into high school thinking I was going to be like a theater kid. And then I didn't make my first fall musical. And that was kind of like a crushing blow to my self-esteem, you could say. And that kind of caused me to spiral in the form of like an eating disorder, you could say. Um, I just start, I started to stop eating. Um, I would eat like a handful of carrots for lunch and then like a piece of chicken for dinner. Like it was horrible. And I, in the span of a month, lost like 10 pounds. Um, And you might think, oh my God, 10 pounds. That's like, that's a good, like, girl, you're looking skinny. But no, I was only like 90 pounds to begin with because I was just a smaller person. Um, Mm, Yeah. I remember it was the day of my freshman year homecoming. I like fainted and I was like, this, I'm not a person who faints. So I went to my mom and I'm like, mom, I just fainted. And she's like, oh God, we have to go to the pediatrician right away. And um, the pediatrician wasn't sure what was wrong. And then she kind of connected the dots and she was like, I don't think, I think you have disordered eating. Cause there was a, there's a lot of like stigmatism around labeling, like you have an eating disorder. Um, so, she was like, you know, we're going to work with you. You need to come in for weekly visits and, um, like we're going to weigh you. And my weight just like, wasn't really going up. Um, I started taking like nutritional shakes to add on weight. Um, my mom started like making all my meals and it was very weird for someone who's a freshman in high school when you should be like focusing on boys and stuff like that. Um, So I definitely hit like kind of rock bottom in terms of an eating disorder. And um, thankfully I was never admitted to a facility, but all throughout freshman year, I was just kind of trying to get back into like a normal eating habit um, because I had never dealt with this ever before. And then uh, a, a big turning point for me was I wanted to be on the track team because my friends did that. And my doctor was like, you cannot do track because you're already at a lower weight and you need to, you need to be at a maintainable weight. Like we, we can't have you go lower, you know? I, that was really a motivator for me because I didn't want to be, I never saw myself as different the whole time it was going on. I didn't look at myself as sick. But then when I was not able to participate in a sport such as track, which a normal person would be able to do, I was like, oh my God, maybe I do have a problem. So then I started to eat. Um, And this kind of, it was good. You know, obviously I was eating more than I wanted to, but it turned into like binging, if you will, because I had gone from like September of my freshman year to like March of like severe, severe restriction to finally you can eat. And I would just, I couldn't, stop myself I didn't have self-control um and then this kind of turned into like a binge restrict cycle thankfully I never purged I never had um then felt the need to throw up I my heart goes out to people who do because uh, I know that really is a toxic cycle um but that is not to discount the toxic cycle of like binge and restrict because um 
you eat a lot of food and then you immediately feel guilty for eating all that food because um, in, you still have the eating disorder mindset where, um, oh my goodness, what have I done? Now I'm going to be obese, which is not true at all. You're not going to suddenly be fat after eating a sleeve of cookies one night, you know? And then you restrict, but you're restricting and then that's just going to lead to another binge. So it was a cycle. And unfortunately, I never got help for that, which is, in hindsight, I definitely should have. I should have, because um, it's a it's an eating disorder. It's a separate one. It's separate than anorexia, but it is an eating disorder. And um, I think I was in denial with the fact that I was still struggling, if you will, because um, when I when I had to go to the weekly weigh-in check-ins for having anorexia, like I hated it. I was miserable. So once those stopped, I thought I was good to go, you know? I never went to my parents about like binging or feeling that way, but I thankfully was able to find people who were going through similar experiences um, on, I think, Instagram and then YouTube. Um, I kind of got exposed to people that were speaking out about their experiences. And if you notice, a lot of fitness influencers, in a weird way, have had past eating disorder mm. struggles. Yeah, I've noticed that with the food Instagram world, too. Yeah, which I definitely want to get into, because um, I don't want this all to be about me. I just wanted to give, like, backstory. But, um, yeah, so I noticed a lot of girls who had eating disorders and then um, got into lifting. And, you know, they're still very into how they look but they actually eat and they actually want to eat. And um, I actually told Ali I want to talk about like social media and all that because I think there are like helpful people on social media who actually get you back into like a normal eating habit where food is not the focus of your life versus the people who, you know, they might eat, but they're super restrictive in how they eat. You know, like they can't go to a restaurant and enjoy a meal because they don't know what's in, what if there's oil in the cooking, etc. So, yeah, I basically, to end my story, like, found these people, and I realized I was in the same mindset as them and how they were able to get through it, and it took years of, like, trial and error, but um, I would say, like, all throughout college, I've been a lot better. I mean, you know, you do have the occasional, like, you're drunk and you eat a lot but it's so (laughs) different than like like when I say drunchies and munchies are so different than like binging like binging like you can't stop it's just night and day um that's pretty much it I just want the people to know like I'm not in that um mindset anymore and I don't struggle but there's not to say like obviously I'm still gonna have these occasional thoughts and I think now I'm able to pinpoint it and then like push it away and I feel like now I want to be a voice to people who are struggling with body um I guess body image issue or just any form of disordered eating like it pains me to see people our age go through it especially when it's undiagnosed Um, and they're not getting the help that they need. So yeah, I just kind of want to be a voice for that. Yeah, you know, I totally, totally agree with you on that. Um, Basically what I wanted to ask before you talked about the um, kind of 
toxicity in social media um, in terms of eating habits and stuff. What I wanted to ask was when you were going through that in high school, what was kind of going through your mind? I mean, you can answer as much or little as you want of this, but what was going through your mind um, as it was happening? I would say I kind of look at what I went through in two different phases. So there's the under eating, like anorexic, ex- anorexia I experienced freshman year, which I kind of just felt like I had no control of um, my life because I would go to weekly appointments. Like my parents were very much involved. Um, they were on me. My mom was making all my food. Um, thankfully, I was never admitted to a center, but my mindset was like, I felt like a child, I guess you could say. I felt like a 10-year-old child because it's really weird. All throughout middle school, I was making my own lunches with no problem. And then suddenly freshman year of high school, like my mom's doing it. Yeah, that must have been weird. And then not realizing that, like when they told you that it was, uh, what is it called? Uh, Not an eating disorder, disordered eating. Were you kind of like, wow, I didn't even realize I was doing this like I didn't realize it escalated I feel like a lot of people get on diets and they'll be like just severely restrictive diets but that's so different than like an eating disorder I would say yeah like I I kind of thought of myself as just like on a diet and then it just turned into like a fear of food if you will and then going into the second phase I was talking about where it was more like the binge and restrict um it was it was a much more subtle thing like when I was binging I would obviously I wouldn't tell anyone um it was just so much shame came along with that my parents weren't involved um yeah it's it's really weird because I feel like I would go through days being fine, feeling like eating normally with everyone, getting food with my friends, like food was not the enemy anymore. I was pretty normal, but then I would just have these nights where like I couldn't stop eating. Um, And I think it's because I never realized that going throughout my days, I was restricting here and there, like just, just small amounts, nothing like extreme. And then those moments where I denied myself that extra handful of chips when I really needed, really wanted it, or I denied myself like eating breakfast one day, like it would just mm. add up into like a binge. And I literally thought I was a crazy person until I found people who also did a similar thing and also felt the same feelings of guilt the next morning. Um, and then when you wake up feeling so guilty, like your immediate thought is, okay, I have to restrict today, which is mm. so unhealthy. Um, And yeah, so does that kind of answer your question, like the mindset? Yeah, definitely. Um, Just because I think, I feel like it's easy, not easy to end up there, but I feel like sometimes you don't even know that it's happening and it kind of just happens. And um, I think with all the influences around us too and social media and um, just those beauty standards of women, um, yeah. No, I, I think like my restriction after a binge was only fueled by social media in a messed up way. Like you can look at these people who 
say, who post what I eat in a day, right? And if you want to look like how this girl looks, you're going to eat how she looks. And if she doesn't eat breakfast and she eats a salad for lunch and like grilled chicken for dinner, you're going to do that too. And then you're going to not even realize that you're restricting yourself from enjoying like pizza or bagels and suddenly you never eat stuff like that and then when you binge you're just going to want to eat pizza and bagels like it's just it's so night and day I don't think you have have to had gone through anorexia like I did to get there I think more people um struggle with that um just like severe restriction and then like binging out on foods and I think there's varying levels of how severe it is. I don't think everyone would be classified as having an eating disorder, but I do think like this form of disordered eating is very normalized. Um, and yes. it's just, yeah. it, I, like I did say, you know, there were some people on social media that I was able to relate to and they really helped me because they opened up about how they're in recovery as it's, that's what people call it, like in recovery from it. Is that how you found out that other people had the same kind of way of restricting and binging? And then it was really helpful for me to watch people, um, these people post like what they eat in a day, but it was very normal and healthy versus the like people that post the severely restricted what I eat in a day. Yeah. So do you want to give a little context into like what you've seen, the whole what I eat in a day thing on TikTok and other social medias just to give the followers a brief overview (laughs) if you're not aware of tiktok um it can be amazing it can be funny it can be very toxic and um for example a toxic side i was showing ali tiktoks where um people just try to promote their lifestyle as healthy when It's so far from healthy. Like I was saying, they don't allow themselves like any carbs. They think carbs is the enemy. Um, And there's so many young girls on TikTok that are so impressionable. And they're going to take this and be like, oh, this is how I get skinny. This is how I get boys to like me. And they run with it. But this is not to discount like people who are actively against posting stuff like that. Because I do follow one girl who literally has almost... A million followers and she posts what she eats in a day and it's three very normal meals and people love her because they're like I've never seen someone with my body type post like this I've never seen someone people will literally comment and be like I haven't eaten breakfast in three years but thanks to you I think I'm going to like wow it's it's so scary oh and God. you know I'm not going to, like, name any names, obviously, but, like, just going through college and high school, too. Like, a lot of people I knew just wouldn't eat breakfast, um, wouldn't really eat meals. I mean, people would eat dinner, but, like, it was just, I don't know. I think I'm hyper aware of stuff like that because I have, like, had the past I've had, but um, it's very scary. And then another thing with college is, like... um, everyone wants to, you know, look their best when they're going out, right? Or everyone wants to get really drunk. So what are you going to do? You're not going to eat dinner. Yeah, that's super, super normalized in college for women, at least. 
and I'm not like out here diagnosing people with eating disorders at all I'm just saying like the disordered eating is just very normalized like it's just it is and I I do think some people that I've met in college like they're going to need to relearn how to like eat normally after college because they're just in this like oh I'm not gonna eat all day so I can just get really drunk like which is yeah I'm I can't tell these people how to live their life but I just know that it's just not a healthy relationship with food at all no college does not promote a healthy way of eating because first of all freshman year you have the all-you-can-eat buffet and that is that is great and and all like you have food at your disposal but I think a lot of people and I don't want to like put words in anyone's mouth but a lot of people um, or just assume or generalize um, I think with that people don't know what to do with themselves like I feel like at least for me I feel like I went crazy and it was just not healthy and but then on the other hand once you're done with dining hall food and you're on your own making your own meals like and I'm I'm a verdict of this too but like I think people just don't eat enough because I think people don't want to spend money like they don't want to spend their money on food like I know that some people would skip meals or um like not buy food because like they want to save money which is like to me I understand but to me food is like a necessity for survival so like if I have ten dollars like all ten of that will go towards food because (laughs) that's like it's just a necessity so and I think we've all done this but yeah I just think people um they don't eat enough and they don't eat healthy because you're not used to like cooking for yourself and I think people probably don't um eat enough and then when they do eat it's not quality food (laughs) at least I mean I I think I got better with that but I think I think it's so easy to go the route of like eating less but eating poorer and then like you go out and get drunk and you binge eat all this food which like everyone does but um it's just like not a healthy cycle so like you said people really have to relearn yeah the thing about eating disorders is like the mindset that comes along with it um Mm -hmm. It can really, it can lead to like depression, honestly. It can lead, it can have such bad mental health effects that I think it's, you know, I'm, I'm not going to tell people not to eat like their craft mac and cheese and um, get drunk food. I think that's do what you got to do. Like hopefully you'll start eating vegetables, but I think it's more if you're in like a toxic mindset where you feel like you can't eat all day even though you're hungry and you're just denying your body and then when you're drunk you're like okay fine I'll eat I think that that is is like I think I think people just need to relearn how to listen to their body which is crazy like yeah it's crazy that we have to like tell ourselves to listen to our hunger cues but um you'd be surprised I think a lot of people try to deny themselves um to and Unfortunately, it's a lot of girls, I would say. I don't know about guys. Like, 
I mean, I'm sure there is disordered eating with guys, but it's not talked about, and I wish I knew more, but I'm sure it is, especially with being in college. I think it's like one in every four or three people who have eating disorders is a guy, I think. Uh, We need a fact checker, but... Also, just another thing I saw on TikTok, actually, was like this quote where um, it was like, if a skinny girl develops an eating disorder, like she goes to the hospital, right? Like people think, oh, she's really sick. She's like skin and bones. But if a larger girl develops an eating disorder, she's like praised for losing all this weight. And I just feel like that's That's kind of food for thought. Um, Yeah, because there is a healthy way to lose weight, but it's not by depriving yourself of food and falling into that cycle. And I know that's another thing. Like when people say to other people, without knowing the backstory, like, oh, you look great, you lost some weight. Like, people have said that to me in high school and um, just, like, at random points in my life. And I, like, I just, like, it makes me feel weird because I'm, like, you have no idea, like, what I've, like, maybe I was, like, really upset for, like, a couple weeks about something and didn't eat. Like, you have no idea (laughs) what I did to lose this weight. Like, I know it's meant in, like, it has, it's well-intentioned, but it just always has striked me as, like, kind of weird that, like, I don't know. Have you ever, like, felt that way? Yeah, I would say, like, um, well, first when I, like, freshman year of high school, when I literally had, like, anorexia, but I didn't tell any of my, any of my friends, like, after I told them and they were, like, oh, we just thought you, like, looked good. I was like, oh, God, no, I was, like, severely underweight. Um, But I was, that was also just me. Like, I was super secretive about it. I would say also, I mean, this isn't me, but, like, I know people who aren't really friends with their roommates, so, like, they don't really eat a lot because they just want to stay in their room, and then they lose weight. But it's like, yeah, it's like, I don't know. I just feel like you just don't know why someone's losing weight. You know, they might literally be depressed. They might be so anxious they can't eat. So um, maybe just avoid commenting on how someone looks in that sense. (laughs) I agree. I think, like, in general, I think it's not great to comment on how someone looks, except if you're saying, like, oh, you look, like, I don't know, like, you look, your hair looks good or, like, I like your outfit. Not like, oh, you lost weight, because then it's like, I don't know. It, it just, it never, it always rubbed me the wrong way. But um, what I was going to say was, um, how do you feel about, like, intuitive eating and stuff? Oh, I think it's great. Um I follow a few TikTokers that are intuitive eaters and they post about it. Um, I personally am not able to like eat a meal and then and like stop with one bite left because I'm completely full. Like I'm definitely going to eat the last bite. But um, I, I agree more with like eating what you're craving because... Um, opposed to popular belief, you won't just always crave, like, pizza and um, yeah. fries. So, yeah, listening to your body is key. And I personally don't really eat with any restrictions. Like, 
I mean, there's times where I think I'm lactose intolerant, but that's... <laughs> I think everyone actually is a little bit lactose intolerant, like, as they get older. I think babies are the only ones that are supposed to have dairy. Because, <laughs> like, I'll eat ice cream, and I love it, but sometimes my stomach will just hurt after. <laughs> Maybe because I just eat so much of it. But, um... If your friends are like, let's go and get ice cream, you're not going to deny yourself that experience. Like, I think that's another part that comes with eating disorders. You just, like, really deny yourself freedom around food. And there's a whole social aspect that comes with eating and drinking. So I feel yeah, like you're just denying so yourself memories, in a sense. So when you, when you were going through that in high school, did you miss social experiences because you didn't want to or did you hide it more so and still like eat in front of people yeah so this is kind of dark actually um well I would say when I was underweight and like in my anorexic stage I would more just look for like low calorie items or like just eat a few bites which um you know it is what it is but then when I was in my, like, like binging and restricting stage, like, I, this is where it gets kind of dark. Um, if I had binged the night before, like, I would feel so gross about myself because, like, you just, you're bloated and you just feel like you look gross because you, you just eaten a lot, so you hate the way you look. So I would sometimes, like, cancel plans with friends because I just, like, it's so sad and that's why... I say it's so much more than just like an eating disorder because it does affect your life and I'm like so happy to not be in that anymore but yeah I would just like cancel hard no it sucks so that's why it breaks my heart when I know this is more common than people like to talk about yeah yeah I definitely feel like it is um but so how like what kind of um, advice or if someone like listening is going through a similar thing um, not sure how many listeners we have here but just in case you know if there's someone listening that is going through a similar thing like what would you want to say to them sure yeah so um, if you have like a full-blown eating disorder like get help because I think if I hadn't fainted that one day in the fall and, like, told my mom and immediately gone to the doctor, like, I think I would have just kept spiraling to the point where people would have looked at me and been like, you look like you might die, which is horrible. But, like, if you're in that deep, you really can't acknowledge for yourself that you have a horrible problem and you don't know how to fix it. Um, so that's, like, the one end extreme. Like, get help. Um, and then... The other end of it is if you just have um, not an eating disorder, but like disordered eating, I would really try to advise like eating three balanced meals a day. Um, that's really what helped me because as soon as I started eating like a solid breakfast, lunch and dinner, like I wasn't binging, I wasn't denying myself anything. Your body should have three meals a day. I don't know why people like to not eat breakfast. <laughs> and I don't know. I can't not eat breakfast. Yeah, literally just go back to, like, Nutrition 101, and it'll tell you eat, like, a balanced meal three times a day, um, right. snacks. So I hate that I have to say that, but 
it's not normal for people to do that. And yeah. Also, I just realized I haven't really talked about like exercise at all, which I feel like is another big thing that people with um, bad body image deal with, like maybe over-exercising, which I can attest to. Like after I would have a binge, like I felt like I needed to exercise to like undo what I had done. Um, And that just makes you have an awful relationship with working out because it's not something you want to do. It's something you're doing to maintain a certain body weight. Um, So that could be a whole other podcast, like developing a healthy relationship with fitness. And I would say that's also a thing that's kind of normalized, like people forcing themselves to work out when they really don't want to. And um, something that I actually saw on TikTok was for people who struggled with eating disorders and working out like that, um, when you're in recovery and you're not doing, you're not, like you're trying to build a healthy lifestyle, do a exercise that you're doing not to lose weight or one that you never associated with when you were in an eating disorder. Yeah, so running became kind of toxic for me in high school because I would just run to like undo all the food I had eaten and it actually made me a trash runner. So shout out that I was varsity bound and then I was like not at all because I just, yeah. And then so some, so yeah, I got more into like going to the gym and like doing workout videos and those are just a lot healthier for me. Um, And now I can run, which is good. And it's not like a toxic, I need to burn off calories type of run. Um, Yeah, no, definitely. I think that's really good advice. And kind of going off what you said about exercise, I realize for myself, the only time I want to exercise is when I actually, or the only time I think it's beneficial for me is when I actually want to do it. And I'm not forcing myself to, because if I'm forcing myself, then I end up half-assing it and like I'm not like putting my all in and that kind of goes along with healthy eating and like I feel like if you really just don't want you don't want to force yourself to eat or not eat things like you have to do what you want to do and what you feel like your body is really craving and I noticed that when I have a pleasant run where I'm doing it when I want to do it I'm more likely to come back the next day and do another workout or something. But if it's, like, kind of a bad workout, I'm, like, I'm going to take a break for a few days. Like, I feel like it's all about the mindset and enjoying the workout and not doing it because you feel like you need to. And it's really – it should be about enjoyment because ultimately working out releases endorphins and that's – I think – that's like a great motivator to work out if you want to just feel good and happy and everything not so much like oh my god I need to burn like 5,000 calories like so I think that's a good thing to focus on like why are you eating this salad why are you going on a five mile run is it to maintain a like body size that isn't meant for you you have to think Why am I trying to be a double zero when my natural physical structure is to be a size six? Like accepting your body as it should be is key. And 
if you're always dieting and always working out, you're never going to be happy because you're never going to be satisfied with the way you look. So um, I think that just kind of transitions to like a whole conversation on self-love, honestly. And yeah. I think that's key in overcoming like a toxic relationship with food and working out. It's learning to love yourself like right this second as you are because if you're like oh I'll love myself once I lose five pounds but are you really going to be happy after you lose five pounds people literally always say they're not happier after they lose the weight like they're not also my thought is if you are constantly dieting and constantly doing that kind of stuff and then you finally get to a weight where you're like oh I'm satisfied I lost 15 pounds like that's not like a natural lifestyle like you're just gonna go back to your normal baseline weight and I think it's less about dieting and more about creating like a balanced lifestyle that you can sustain like you need something sustainable and that goes with eating and exercise like I personally found that for a while in the beginning of college I was running a lot and I think like I would run like my minimum was four miles at a time and um like sometimes it'd be like six sometimes it'd be like eight like (laughs) and I think part of me like I did enjoy it and I don't want to like you know discredit it at all and I really did liking I did I really did like getting out there and running and being out in nature and also just working towards a half marathon but but part of me also was kind of like I definitely gained, like, some weight at the beginning of freshman year, which, like, is so normal. Like, you're getting used to, like, a new schedule, drinking, all that. And I felt – and I think another thing was, like, I did not have luck with some guys. <laughs> so I think part of me was, like, oh, I need to lose weight and then guys will like me. Like, that was in the back of my head. And that's, like, one of the things that, like, I realized. I was, like, I need to stop thinking that. I need to start enjoying this for what it is. And I definitely do stay, I still love to run and everything. I don't run as much as I did like freshman year of college or sophomore year. Um, But I've gotten to a point where I just, I want to run to enjoy it and like feel good, but not, I don't know. It was good in the moment. Like it, running that much had its time and place. And I just, I feel like, you know, if you get burnt out from something like that, same with a certain way of eating like you just gotta make adjustments so yeah I agree and um yeah I'm not coming on here to like claim that I have a perfect relationship with food or working out um I think everyone our age has like struggles here and there we also just being in college or being on social media I think it's not wrong when people say it can be toxic because you see people that look seemingly perfect and um you want to look just as perfect you want to look your best too so it's easy to compare yourself to think you to genuinely think you will be happier if you're skinnier um yeah but there's just so much behind like a simple Instagram post. These people might say, they don't say, oh yeah, I starved myself all day before this picture and then like 
ate a ton of food after or they don't say like oh I'm underweight and I also have like no energy to do anything because I'm underweight that's like a side effect there's so many side effects that come with um eating disorders beyond like your typical losing weight um you lose your period you lose hair you you always have a headache you can't perform as well academically um you just it it's just it's awful it's awful yeah yeah but that's kind of my two cents on that like I think it's good to note that everyone's just trying to figure it out and what works for them and um and to know that you're not alone and that it's just whether you have a full-blown eating disorder or just you struggle with body image like join the crowd like there's a lot of people I I think the majority of people are not 100% confident and 100% in love with themselves there's they're always going to be like oh I could get a nose job though or oh yeah totally or like let me I could photoshop this out I was gonna say that yeah I actually I found so many apps that like I haven't used any because like I I don't want to photoshop myself and then post a picture but I have found just through like my wormhole in like the app store these apps where you can put makeup on your face you can give people abs like I think I saw an ad for it and I was like what the hell is this so I downloaded it and my friends and I were playing with it and it's like you can literally give yourself abs or like tattoos like and it looks so real and it's just on an app and I actually had one point where I I think I it was like two summers ago summer of 2019 and someone took a photo of me I was like with my friends at the beach and I just noticed like it looked like my leg kind of had like cellulite or something and I was like yeah I was like I don't like love this and it's not that noticeable but I think it was noticeable to me and I like made a version where I photoshopped it out and that was like the first time that I did that and then I was like I just don't feel right about this like and I think like we shouldn't have to feel that way I think a lot of people have done that and I'm not shaming them for that because I almost did that I almost posted this photo and I literally blurred out my cellulite and I'm sure a lot of people have had like little facial tunes with pimples and stuff I guess if we're admitting to facetune like (laughs) yikes so I guess something that I've always been insecure about is I feel like I have a larger forehead and people have been like no you don't but I do and one time I caught myself literally like facetuning my forehead to be smaller (laughs) which is (laughs) awful um and that's just our society you know we think we need to look perfect but my whole thing is like for people who severely severely facetune to be perfect how do you feel comfortable posting that people yeah. can tell we it like if it's bad we can tell that's not or you. like teeth whitening like people will whiten their teeth like it's like so bright i'm like this is obviously fake and like and i'm i'm not trying to call anyone out on this because we both we've been there but i just 
it's sad that people feel like they have to do that when, like, just post yourself or don't post that picture then if you need to change it that much because it's not you and like I would just feel bad about I would just feel bad like I don't know I would feel like guilty or something like everyone should feel free to post the original version and then I ended up doing that I was like I was like should I like really do this and then I was like fuck it I'm just gonna post my like with cellulite whatever and whatever doesn't matter it actually made me feel better I think I just feel bad for people that feel like they need to it's like just be yourself but anyway maybe we should transition to a new topic (laughs) we want to talk about um the Harry Styles uh new music video I don't have much to say other than it's amazing and um I literally have a snap memory actually from a year ago. Harry released one of his music videos for, I don't know which song it would be. Was it Lights Up? Yeah, it might've been. And I was just- I loved that music video. So happy. Yeah, it's the one where he's like, the bodies are and he's like at a party and stuff. Amazing. And he's just really delivering in a dark time. And I think we all need that. Um, So yeah, that'd be my music pick of the week. Just Harry Styles in general. I, I first um, tuned into the music video, or I looked it up when I followed this Instagrammer on. I was gonna say an Instagrammer on Instagram. So stupid. Um, I follow this person who makes these digital collages that are really cool. I'm looking it up now, and she made one. I'll. I'll, like, send it to you on Instagram. Or I think I might have tagged you, but um, it was really cool, this collage she made for this music video and for his music video. And I was like, I need to watch this now. Um, But I don't think – I think these are images of him from different things. But still, really cool. Um, I'm going to look at the lyrics. Did he release, like, an album? Or was it just that? It's just He's just been releasing music videos for the one he dropped. And I'm very excited because I definitely want to go to his tour for that album. So, Oh. I'm ho- like, when do you think that, that would be? I think it was moved to, like, fall 2021, but who even knows? Oh, let's hope. Because didn't you have... Did you have tickets for that? I was going to, but then once it looked like it was going south, like, I just never did. But just to all the people out there, I've literally been a Harry Styles fan since circa 2012. He just always really did it for me. I couldn't care less about the rest of One Direction. So when he went solo, and honestly, he has so much flavor now. I was just so happy. Yeah, he's kind of like, in like more like indie alternative like that's his form that he was always meant to be but one direction was super like cut and dry like boy band you're gonna wear this outfit and now he's really embodied his full potential yeah no he really has he really has i and i wasn't a one direction fan too too mainstream for me obviously no (laughs) just kidding 
but I really like Harry's music. I love Lights Up. I mean, I don't know, like, as much as you and Kat do, but I do like some of his more popular songs now, um, and this is pretty, like, a chill vibe, um, and I really like it. Wait, did you see the image I sent? Oh, oh, yes, ooh! Yeah, isn't that cool? Yeah, so I really like this, this music video. It's very, uh, happy and golden, and just to kind of transition I just want to say I've recently been getting into EDM a lot more thank you Kat for making me a playlist because we were driving up to see Allie actually and I was like I actually like Elenium but I don't know them that well and she was like girl I got you and she made me a whole playlist and it's so good I kind of like the sad EDM <laughs> me like, too yeah I I have a playlist on Spotify called sad rave and I kind of like it. The yeah. sad boy stuff that has like subtle beat drops, eat that, eat that shit up. Thank you so much for being on the show. We really appreciate it. And this is some great content. We talk about a lot of good stuff. So if you guys ever yeah. want to have me back on, like obviously yeah, I this will. Won't be the last time. And so. you know, I feel like I could bring in some fun segments, like. I'm not opposed to doing an ASMR segment. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we need you to do that. Honestly, yeah, you'll you'll come back. We'll we'll do a three-person call, too. No, but um, I'm always down, and thank you for having me and letting me tell my story about, like, all that. Yeah, no, we appreciate it, and hopefully people will really... Um, take into account what you said and yeah it was great every time i post on social media about like struggling with past eating disorders the response is overwhelmingly positive like to the yeah. point where people have even dm'd me and been like i've gone through similar experiences like asked for me to refer them to like people i follow on social media um and it took me till sophomore year of college to talk about this to get to the point where I was because I was so ashamed so this is just my little like comment for the people listening first of all you can reach out to me second of all you would be surprised with like the amount of support you'll get I think that's true with like any form of mental illness um because that's ultimately what an eating disorder is like it is kind of mental illness um don't be ashamed and the people who love you will be there for you that is some wise wise words from Cal. I love it. Well, yeah, again, thank you so much. And we'll definitely do this again. Alright, catch y'all later, peeps. <laughs>